God, we thank you that whenever two or more are gathered, there you are in the midst. When we gather in the name of Jesus, he fills that place with his presence. I don't know your circumstance. I don't know your situation. But I know that the creator of heaven and earth The same God that put breath in your lungs is in this room this morning. And he has all the answers. He has every fullness of joy, even when we're in a dark place. He has all the wisdom when we're faced with difficult circumstances and decisions to be made. He has a peace that transcends all understanding. And we can't see a way through and we're worried. There's a peace from heaven in this room this morning. And as you reach out to God, with your hands lifted, An exchange takes place. And our cares are cast upon Him. And that peace comes down. And that joy comes in. And God, we thank You. God, we thank You for the honor and the privilege that it is to be in relationship with You. And God, we thank you for the house of God that we can come every week and be ministered to by you and have all those things that we talked about before, God. In Jesus' name. I feel like God is speaking to some people in this room this morning. And maybe it's been a while since you've said, God, I need you. Maybe you've been trying to do it on your own for so long. But now's the time for you to come back to God and say, God, I need you. I've been trying for too long to do it by myself. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God. I don't know about any of you, but I can feel the presence of God in this room this morning. I can feel it in my fingers. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I see a new day coming upon this church. In fact, I see it's, 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 it's almost already here. I see like a sun rising on the horizon. And I see like it's already becoming light. I feel like God is positioning each one of us in this room for a reason and a purpose to see his house progress, to see people come to know Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't we begin to pray right now? And maybe you're not used to praying, 
And maybe you don't know what it is, but we're just communicating with our Father. Maybe you need to lay some things down in this, in this place this morning. Thank you, Lord. God, we give you praise. God, we give you glory. God, we put you high above every situation, high above every circumstance. And God, we thank you that we let your name, God, above every name. God, we lift it up in this place this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's begin to pray. Let's begin to lift up the name of Jesus. Come on, let's begin to raise our voices in this place this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's begin to lift up the name of Jesus. Come on. Hey, God. Hey, God. God, we're desperate for you this morning, Lord God. God, we're hungry for you to move in our lives and in the lives of our families, in the lives of the city of Adelaide, God. God, we thank you, God, that you would use every one of us, Lord God. God, that here we are. God, send us, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's give Jesus some praise and some thanks for what he's about to do in our lives. Come on. Hey, God. Hey, come on. Hey, Jesus. Oh, God, we give you praise. How good's God? Come on. How good's God? Is anybody in love with Jesus this morning? Come on. That's awesome. Give someone a high five and uh, take your seat. Hey, I am so honored and thankful for the privilege it is to come and share the word with you this morning. But how awesome are your pastors? Do you guys love your pastors? Come on. That was about half of you. That was about half of you. Pastor Chris and Vicky. And, and what you got to, well, you, you probably already understand it, but when, when you have the, uh, the weight and the mantle of running uh, a ministry such as a church, there is a weight that comes with that. And it's really important that we always remember to honor our leaders because it, you, you don't understand. You think like, you know, as a, a young whippersnapper rising up in the, in the ranks of a church, you know, I, I once thought, you know, I could do this. It'd be awesome. And you're like, you know, but I know that the person I am today is because I am under great leadership and under great authority and, and that I've aligned myself with authority. And the same thing happens. And I, I know if I ever left the church that I was going to, I would just be like just a little pleb just a little rock sitting by myself. But when you come under great leaders such as Pastor Vicky and Pastor Chris, like you got to understand there's a weight that they carry and a mantle that they carry that actually protects us as the people in this house. And you got to know, and you got to like throw money at them, give them money. That, that great, let that gratefulness flow into their life but out of the gratefulness that, that you have for them. And i got to tell you, like, there's seriously like a mantle that you carry, and uh, I'm so honored to be here this morning. And uh, who else is honored here to be to be here this morning? And uh, and uh, and all the people that aren't here aren't honored. And uh, we need to get them, and we need to teach them to be honored to come to church. That'll be good. And uh, so I'm excited to bring you the word this morning. Uh, I'm going to preach a word this morning uh, called "In All Things." Everyone say, "In all things." In all things. I'm, I'm pretty, there it is. That's awesome. In all things. And, uh, and so I, uh, I wanted to just tell you a little bit about myself. I'm, my name's Nick. Obviously, you're aware. And uh, I have been coming here quite a long time, haven't I? And uh, it would have been like eight years the first time I spoke here. 
It's like something like that. It was awesome. And uh, and uh, and I am married, uh, despite popular belief that I can actually sustain a marriage. I've been married for ten years, and uh, so that's that's like quite a long time. And uh, so this is me on the left, obviously, and or left. Yes, that's correct. And this is my son Carter. And uh, he's six years old. He's such a champion. And uh, you know what's really cool? We, we've, we've brought our kids up in the house of God. And this young guy is so in love with people. He's like, we, have a holi- we had a holiday not that long ago, a family holiday. And, uh, and we go, Carter, are you, are you having fun on your holiday? Like we've, like we've played golf. We've gone surfing. We've gone fishing. We've gone bike riding. We've gone skateboard riding on the skate park. We've done everything. Gone to the movies. Gone picking strawberries. Like... You name it, we did it. And he's like, are you having fun on your holidays? He's like, oh, no. We're like, why? He's like, I don't have any friends. <laughs> I'm like, because he's like his sister and me. And he, but he loves people so much. He actually, at camps, we FaceTime him. And um, he's like, he's missing out on summer camp for the first time in 10 years or something like that. No, he's only six, so that can't work. Uh, <laughs> but he's missing out on summer camp. And he, we called him on FaceTime. And he's like, um, mom. Can you show me some of the kids? <laughs> so we take him around to do some of the kids. He loves people. He's awesome. He loves AFL. As in, uh, uh, no, no, yeah. He, he, although he's not a Crow supporter, but he is a Swan supporter, and uh, don't hold it against him. Um, that's my beautiful wife, Stacy, and uh, and that's my beautiful daughter, Briley, and she is a cack. She's the funniest little girl you've ever seen. She's like got the cutest dimple. I don't know if you can see the dimples and. Uh, and we and we go the pigtails because it's awesome. And this is the last one. And this is them. They just love each other. And uh, anyway, so I call that my street cred moment. And uh, so that I'm not just a, <laughs> you know, I am actually married, and I have been through a few things. Actually, one of the things I was thinking about as I was um, thinking about as I was standing here, I was like, we actually had a uh, a really. Uh, tough situation with Carter just this last year. We actually found him on the couch, not breathing and, uh, and lifeless on the couch this last year. And, uh, and, and it was so amazing. The power of God came and raised him from the dead. No, he didn't. We were freaking out. And uh, we were like, what the Carter? Shaking him so much. Carter, 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 Carter. Wake up. Wake up. And he didn't wake up. And about maybe a minute later, he just, <gasps> he's like, why are you shouting at me? Anyway, but basically he had stopped breathing because he had a, he had a, I can't even remember what it's called now, but he had, um, I can't think of what it's called. Yes, yeah, sleep apnea, but like these massive things anyway. And uh, we prayed for him and a massive, massive thing. Anyway, he's a champion and uh, I'm so glad he's around. He's a champion. Anyway, so anyway, turn your Bibles to Romans 8:28 with me. And uh, I, I was uh, talking to Brendan a little bit about what I was going to share this morning. And, uh, and I want to tell you that, Actually, God works in all things. And uh, every situation that you face, every circumstance that you face, God uses it for, the, for His good. And, uh, and you know, in my life, you, you know, I, I've gone through some things. I'm 32. Uh, but one of the biggest things I've, I've gone through is I faced this challenge maybe actually six years ago. Uh, I, I was uh, working at church and, uh, and I, 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 I got called into my pastor's office. And, and he's like, hey, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to give you a pr- promotion and uh, we want you not to work here anymore. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my world was shaken. I just like found out that we were about to have a baby. I'm like freaking out. And uh, anyway, so I trusted God. I started a business and it boomed and all that kind of thing. But through that whole process, my relationship with God and, and all that kind of thing, I, I, I actually went into this place that I didn't know how to get out of. I got into this place where I was uh, like pretty much like, 
when I got home, I'd just go straight to my bed. I was in this place of depression, and I was in this place that I didn't know how to get out of. And I looked back, and I was like, man, how did I get here? I'm not sure how I got here. And isn't what anyone ever had that moment before in your life, because you've all had perfect lives, I understand, and uh, maybe it's just me. And uh, is that true? Has anyone ever gone through that moment in their life, and they felt like, how did I get into this mess? Or how did that happen? How, you know what, I, I did this right, I did this right, I did, I did everything right. How can I get into this mess? And, and, and that happens in our life. And I actually believe, and my core value in my life is I believe that, that we exist to glorify God. And every situation that we face, every circumstance that we face, is actually an opportunity for us to be glorifying God with our life. And so Romans 8.28 says this, and I'm not sure what version you have, uh, but NIV is the most anointed and... Uh, that, that was way funnier than you guys gave me credit for. Uh, it says, and in all things, no, and we know that in all things, God works together for the good of those who love God and the call according to his purpose. Hey, let me pray. God, I thank you, God, for your word. God, we thank you that it's true. God, we thank you that it does not lie. God, we thank you that you are looking over it, God, ready to perform it in our life here today in Jesus' name. God, I thank you that you would release revelation into our life in Jesus' name. God, that we would know you deeper and more intimately today in Jesus' name. And we all said, Amen. Awesome. Hey, so what time is it that I meant to finish? 11.30. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> cool. Okay, cool. All right, I got it. I got it. Okay. Quarter past. So so I was in this place, and uh, and it didn't no matter how many times, how much time I spent praying, didn't matter how much time I spent reading the Word, I was stuck in this place. And I, and I was like, God, I need, I, I don't want to be here anymore. I was in a moment where I was like, God, uh, the, 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 you know that story of how Elijah ran away from Jezebel? Has anyone heard that story where he was like, he was, he was dominating. And I told this story at camp. He was like all over it. He was like, like had all the prophets of Baal and they're all hanging out and, and Elijah's like, you know, my God, he's actually God and your God, he's not actually God. I'm going to prove that. And like he must have had some like, yeah, like some guts or something because he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to create uh, a set of circumstances that I can prove that my God is God and your God is not. And in our life, we set up these circumstances. Uh, we don't set them up. Sometimes they happen to us, but sometimes it's our fault. And uh, we set up these circumstances. And I believe that God is going to use those circumstances to set up to prove that the world's God is not God and that our God is God. So Elijah sets up this massive altar and, uh, and he puts up all the wood together. He gets out his chainsaw. He's like, ring, ding, 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 ding. He goes, cuts a few trees down. Chainsaw, yeah, cuts them all down and brings that, makes this big altar. And then he gets out his like butcher's knife and he's like, sorry, Bessie, you, you, you're going to have to like go on the altar. So he goes over to Bessie and she's like, moo, or whatever they make. <laughs> I'm a city boy. What does <laughs> they make moo? And, uh, and so they, it get, he like drags all the meat onto the thing and he's like, okay, guys, you, you guys, you think your God can, can uh, burn this thing down? 
Well, yeah, I'm going to do something even better. I'm going to go and get some water. So he goes down to the well and the river and he gets some water and he smothers the whole thing in water. And uh, I have actually tried to light a fire when it's raining on camping. And it's not easy. Anybody tried that before? It's not easy to light a fire with wet wood. All right. I'm a city guy and I still know that you need like dry wood. Actually, I played golf the other day in Adelaide and I am so shocked that, that I hit the ball in the rough. No, that... I went into the rough where my ball was and all the ground is so ridiculously dry. Or like you're walking like it's like it's like it hadn't rained in years and it probably hasn't rained. It was so dry, but you need dry. I was like if you seriously dropped a dropped a match, the whole place would have gone alight. And but that's not what happened with Elijah. He got the water and he got it and he put it on. He made that circumstance so difficult that only one option could happen. Only one option can happen, and is that, that is that God would come through. And so he goes, okay, guys, it's your turn. You, you see what you can do. And he's like, uh, you, know, you know those like game shows was like, do, 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 do. So he's standing and he's like, yeah, do, 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 do. It's like five hours go by. Do, 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 do. And the game show host is going to sleep. Do, do, do. He's like standing there. He's like, man, come on, guys. Nothing happened. And then Elijah's like calls down fire. First time. Every time, calls down fire, bang, the whole thing goes. And he's on fire. He's like, yeah, God came through. And I've had some moments in my life where, yeah, God came through. It was awesome. I'm running around, you know, ah, God came through. It was awesome. We had a miracle, you know, whatever. And, uh, and we had so many miracles in that story. I was telling him about Carter. We had so many miracles. It was ridiculous. So Carter got, they, he had chicken pox. He, well, he, got, he contracted chickenpox whilst he was in the hospital, ready to have his uh, heart scans or what he had to have some heart scans or all that kind of thing. And, and anyway, so they had to send him home. And so we were like, oh my gosh, he's got to have an operation to remove his tonsils and his nodules and all this kind of thing. And now he can't even be in the hospital because he's got chickenpox. And we're like, God, you need to come through. Anyway, so the hospital just randomly sent all the equipment to our hotel room. We're in the middle of presents running uh, things for like... We, so we had 700 kids in kids, and we had 600 kids in youth. So we're overseeing, what's that, 1,300 children. So we're staying in prison. Anyway, so we're, all this is going on all, all at the same time. And they sent all the equipment for all the heart tests and all the sleep tests and all that kind of thing to our hotel. Who reckons that's a miracle? They're like, hey, we're not going to take, we can't go to the hospital. So we'll pray and believe God, and the hospital will come to us. Anyway, so the circumstances in our life are set up. What was I saying before that? I got totally distracted thinking about my children because I haven't seen it. He was on fire. Elijah was, he was seeing a miracle. I've had things in my life you feel like you're just running around. And you're like, yeah. When the Swannies win the grand final, you're like, yeah, this is a miracle in Jesus' name. Anyway, he's had things. And then, he, and then two minutes later, he's sitting in his car and uh, he gets a phone call from Jezebel. And she's like, hey, mate, I'm going to kill you. And he's like, freaks out drives like a, he actually he, he runs a day and then he leaves his he leaves his friends he leaves his, his servant and leaves them aside and he goes and has a sleep there's things in your life they're going to come against you but they are for the glory of god everyone with me they are for the glory so we and we've all had those type things in our life where they are difficult we want to run like elijah ran but i tell you what the 
the thing we need to do is not run and leave the relationships. We need to run to God and go to relationship. And I tell you, when you're having situations, don't run from church. If we, even if the situations you feel like are in church, run to church. Run to relationship. When, you get, when things get tough with your wife or your spouse, you don't run away from your spouse. You run to, you pull in. And you get, you know, when you're having, uh, I love sport. I don't know if you can tell that already. But when, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Who's ever heard of that before? You could write that down. I feel like I'm preaching way better than you're responding this morning. But when the tough, when the, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Like on the football field, when they're losing, they don't just give up. They're like, hey, we're going to go reassess. We're going to change our plans and we're going to go again. The same thing with our life, that we don't run away from the house of God. We run to it. We don't run away from relationship. We run to them. When we have problems, we don't run away from the problems. We run to them because the problems are the thing that are going to... I was saying this to someone the other day. Was it you? I don't know. Anyway, maybe you or Simon. But when there's problems in our life, it draws out the character of God in us. God wants to get us to, to be more like Him. And the way He can do it is giving us, you know, like, like when you're, you're trying to um, build muscle. You don't build muscle by lifting little, little weights that you're really easy. You're just like, I'm awesome. I can lift this pen. It's really cool. No, you lift weight that's heavier than what probably you should be carrying. And it builds muscle. And the same thing happens that God uses those things in our life to create character, to build the character of God on the inside of us so that we're able to do the things that He has called us to do. And so God has called me to carry my children. If I'd never like used my muscles, I wouldn't have been able to carry my children. And, and, and that works for a metaphor that works for physical because I like I reckon I've never been to a gym I've been to it that's not true I've been to the gym twice in my life and you're like no way how's he he's like he's massive <laughs> it's like that's not true uh, but see these guns it's just from lifting my children and but those problems in your life are there to draw out the character of God and give him glory who's with me this morning so Romans eight twenty eight says this and we know here's the thing and we know do we know do you know that when you go through situations that they are there for a reason and a purpose that you would grow closer to God do you know that God is in that situation that God is in that circumstance looking for a way to bless you, looking for a way to grow you and get you closer to Him and looking for a way so He can show and shine His glory in your life. And we know you need to get a revelation and it's like, and we know. So it's like a knowledge on the inside of you that you know that you know that you know that it is going to be all right. And it's not just a motivational statement, I'm going to be all right, I'm going to be all right, I'm going to, but it's a revelation it is a, a word from God. You know, the, 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 the word in the Greek, you, could probably re, you can probably help me out, Pastor Chris, uh, that the word for, for the word for word in the Bible has two meanings, right? Logos and rhema. Logos is just the, the, the name for the physical word of God. Is that right? I got this. Is, is, I, I, yes? Contentious issue. And rhema. Let's just go for it for now. And, uh, and, and rhema is like the revelation of the Word. When it becomes real to you, you need to know it on the inside of your heart that it becomes real to you. This Word isn't just like words on a page, but it's like life for your bones. It's like becomes real to you. And I tell you what, when you get this Word inside your life, not just words, not just a statement, just, just a motivational uh, phrase, that it's actually revelation to you that you know it when a circumstance comes you are instantly drawn god in all things god works for the or you know whatever it is that god or, uh, uh, i can't even think now uh, 
I just like to say this one every morning. Uh, all good and perfect gifts come from the Father of Heavenly Lights, coming down from the Father of Heavenly Lights. That everything that God brings, you know, you've got those things, revelations on the inside of you, you know. So who's with me anyway? So, and we know that in all things, it, that in, God actually works inside your situation. He, he's working for you. You know, the people that are praying for you every week, Pastor Chris and Pastor Vicky, they're praying for every one of you every week that in those situations, God would move. And I've been in that situation where I was, God, you're moving. I can't see it. I don't understand it. But I know that you are in this situation somewhere. And it causes us to go and look at that circumstance. Where is God in this situation? Where is God? How, how can this be? And you're just looking for God. And all of a sudden, you're like, wow. You look back on the circumstance. You know what? God was there. God was in that situation working behind my back. Who, who loves it when people are doing things behind your back? They're really good when they're good, and they're really bad when they're bad. But God is working behind your back. God works in, in it. He's actually there. You know, we like run away from the situation, but the reason we need to run to it, because actually God is in there somewhere. He's working that situation out. And we didn't know, we didn't know that Carter was, uh, was going to be all good, and we, we were freaking out. We should have thought, you know what, God's in here somewhere. He's going to raise him from the dead. But the first thing we thought was, ah, he's dead. Why are you laughing? We thought he was dead. <laughs> you can laugh, it's a joke. Hey. Anyway, but he works in all things. He works in every situation. He didn't cause it. He didn't make the situation happen, but he's in it. You've got to know that God didn't make it all happen. He didn't make that car accident happen. He didn't make those things happen, but he works inside them. He didn't make my son sick. He didn't make him seem lifeless on the couch, but he's in that situation. So even for now, like I can give that testimony that God actually brought a miracle to pass. I can't even remember all the miracles. You could ask my wife because, you know, the wives know most of the details about the children, but I don't know so much about it. But I remember at the time there was like so many miracles. I was like, what the? It's like, okay, here's a miracle. We got the best. We, we went through the public system because it's about $10,000 more to actually get a uh, child to have their operation. So we got, not only did we get the operation for free, we got the best uh, child surgeon. What are they called? Pediatrician surgeon in, in Australia. He was the, um, he just happened to be the resident what, I don't know what they're called. He just happened to be the person that was there on the shift at the time. He walked past and he was going to do the operation. And we were like, oh my gosh, not only did we actually get it for free, but we got the best person in Australia to do it. That's a miracle. Who's with me? Anybody? Anyway, so, and we know that God works in all things. It doesn't matter what the circumstance is. He works in every situation, all things, no matter how big or how small, no matter how dark or the situation, no matter in my life when I was in that time where I was uh, in that, pl- that place of depression, that I, I that I, that I didn't actually know back then, I got the revelation now, and I'm actually using this as an example because I feel like I've come through that, that I'm like, God was in that thing. He was there trying to draw me closer to Him so I could stand firm and I could stay in the house of God for the rest of my days and meet Him in eternity and have an awesome party for the rest of my life. And, uh, and it truly doesn't matter what it is, no matter how big or how small, no matter how, how negative the circumstance it is, that God actually works. I figured out that God works. He was the first self-employed person ever. That was cool. Did you know that? He actually works. He has a job. 
And God's job is to work every situation out for the good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. That God is actually there. He's like, God is sledgehammer, and he's like, ah, it's just bashing the situation away. So no, it's probably a lot easier than that. He probably just speaks to it and, it, and it, it gets better. But God is working it out for good for you. Who's with me? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hurry up because I'm going to go way long, but it's good. Anyway, and so God works in all things for the good. He works for the good, not for the bad. And you need to rewire your brain so that you understand that God is actually going to wire it and work it out for the good, not for the bad. He's actually trying to benefit you. He didn't make the circumstance happen, but He's going to work it in a way that it works for you and blesses you and that you become, like you said before, drawing out that character so you're stronger, so you can take on more things, so you can help people around you who, who are going through the same thing and help them across the line and help them into that the house of God and help them deal with their stuff and point them closer to God who's with me. Here we go. For the good of those who love Him. Do you know what's so important that we remember that it's not just a, a, a scientific formula. It's not just a, a set of rules and regulations, but it's an, a, actually based out of a relationship with Jesus Christ. That we love those who love Him. That relationship is so important that when we go to God, it's actually not just, not just this cold relationship but it's actually based on a relationship of love and when you love someone you want to spend time with them you want to hang out with them you want to get to know all it is about them their favorite color they're like they you know what I just found out the other day I was so disappointed after 10 years of marriage I found out my wife likes tea I was like oh my gosh I didn't even know you like tea and she because he's having a conversation with my uncle my uncle was like just dropped me in it he's like hey I get up every morning and I make tea for my wife and, he, and my wife's like no, you don't. My husband never makes me tea. And I'm like, what? I didn't even know you liked tea, let alone you wanted it in the morning. But when you love someone, you find out the things about them. And so that relationship is so important that you get to know Jesus Christ, that you get to know Him in your Word and in prayer. It's a relationship. If you went a day without speaking to your wife, or you went a day without speaking to your girlfriend or your best friend, you feel a bit strange. You're like, well, they, you know, what's going on here? Maybe when you've been in a relationship for pretty long, you could not talk to them in a year and be fine, but I couldn't. But you talk to them, and you're like, I call my kids every day because I love them so much. I want to see them. I want to speak to them. And that same relationship, that same vibe is going on with God. He, wa- he, he doesn't want it just to be a whole bunch of circumstances off to the, to the right and just these people down in earth. Hello, you can go and do whatever you want to do and just, I'll oh, bless it and all that kind of thing. No, no, no. He wants a relationship. He wants he want to use those circumstances, those situations that you're going through so that he can have a relationship with you. That, you know, we need to be those people who are in love with Jesus. We're desperate for Jesus. Anybody in that place this morning? And, uh, and who have been called to? Uh, here, here. Who have been called according to? There's a reason. There's a reason that you're going through this, and that's for His purpose. His purpose. Do you know every single one of you in this room this morning that you are called by God for such a time as this? You think it might be an accident that you walk through those doors and stand in this room or be part of this church for two minutes or 10 years or whatever it is, but you are here for a purpose. And all of those situations and all those circumstances that brought you here today, it's for a reason and, and a purpose, and it's His purpose. It's not our purpose. It's not the thing that, that, you know, God, you're awesome to bless my life. It's not just about that. There's actually 
actually a greater purpose and a greater plan that we would bring God glory and that we would see many people come to know Him. Who's with me? Is anybody with me? So God works in all things for those who love God and are called according to His purpose. You are made on purpose with a purpose. I want you to close your eyes in this room this morning. As Twinkle Fingers comes. Thank you, Jesus. Do you know what? I want to pray for two people this morning. On two types of people. And as I was preparing uh, for today, and I guess the, the whole reason I put this message together is I know that there are people here this morning and you're facing some difficult circumstances. And you're going through some things that you don't understand why. And at the very end of the service, I want to pray with you. I want to stand with you and believe, God, that all things will work together for good. And the second person I want to pray for this morning, and when I was talking about that relationship with Jesus, and maybe you're saying to me this morning, Nick, I'm not even sure about this relationship with Jesus, but I want to tell you this morning that God loves you so much. He loves you so much that 2,000 years ago He sent His own Son to die on a cross for you. Because there are things in our life that we do, that we cause, that separate us from Him. And I want to say to you this morning that Jesus does love you. And He cares about you. And He wants to know you. He wants you to get to know Him. And my Bible says, when we draw near to Jesus, He will draw near to us. And if that's you this morning, you've never had a relationship with Jesus. I want to give you an opportunity to ask Him to to be in relationship with Him and ask Him to be in your life. And maybe there's some people here that once you did know Jesus, but you've fallen away, you've let those circumstances get in the way, you've let things get in the way, or maybe you let relationship get in the way. Maybe there's people who are drawing you away from Jesus. I want to give you an opportunity this morning to ask Him into your life afresh. 17 years ago, I was in a room just like this. It was a hall, and I was sitting up the back on the left, and a guy from South Australia was preaching by the name of Russell Evans, and he said, is anyone here who wants to meet Jesus? And I, my heart and my head were having an argument. In fact, they were probably having fisticuffs. 
And I was like, I don't want it. I don't want people to think this, or I don't want people to think that about me. And I just felt a peace of God come upon me. That it doesn't matter what the person next to you thinks. It doesn't matter any of that. I just knew that I needed to get my life right with Jesus. I needed to come into a relationship with Him. And then if that's you this morning, if you're either of those two, you've never asked Jesus Christ in your life, we're going to say a prayer together as a church. And we're going to invite Jesus into our life. And I want you to say it with all your heart. I want you to say it in your heart to Jesus. So I want you all to, uh, maybe all to stand to your feet. I want you to say this prayer after me. Maybe you lift your hands. You know, even as a Christian, every day we should be saying this prayer, Lord, I give my heart to you every day. So I want us all to say this prayer. Dear Jesus, come on, I want you to say with all your heart, Dear Jesus, I ask you into my life today. Forgive me of my sin. Help me follow you. I want to be in relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, or a prayer just like that for the first time, or if you said it afresh, what I'd like to do is I'd like you to lift your hand where you are and just acknowledge to me so, so that I can pray with you. If that's you this morning and you're saying, Nick, I said that prayer for the first time, or I'm saying it again afresh to him, I just want you to lift your hand where you are. Don't let that argument between your head and your heart overcome you. Let your heart win. And Jesus, he's a gentleman. That battle is just like Jesus the whole time knocking on the door, saying, let me in. That's awesome. Thank you, Jesus. You know, it's a lot like those circumstances and situations that we face, that Jesus is actually there the whole time knocking on our heart, knocking on those situations, saying, hey, come to me. Come to me. Come to me. With every leader praying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And maybe, maybe you haven't lifted your hand, or maybe after the service you want to come and see Pastor Chris and Pastor Vicky. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But what I want to do just before I finish, I, I really feel like I was called here today to pray with some people and stand with some people and believe God. And so if that's you this morning and you, you felt like you identified with that thing, I'm going through some things and I need some prayer. I need someone to stand with me and believe God that all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to His purpose. If that's you to this morning, I want you to be brave. I want you to come down the front and we're going to pray with you. I'm going to pray with you and, uh, and believe God that He's going to do something in your life this morning. And uh, those circumstances that you're facing are going to turn around for the good of God. So that's you this morning. I want you to come down the front. Be bold. Be bold. And uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. It usually takes one person and then it cracks it open and the meeting is broken open 
and people are set free. Thank you, Jesus. And if that's not you this morning, your life is perfect. I want you to pray for these people. I want you to reach out your hands. When two or more agree together, it shall be done. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't we begin to pray? If you're down the front, I want you to lift your hands. I want you to lift your hands. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And God, we thank you, Lord. God, we thank you for your power. Thank you, Jesus, upon every situation, upon every circumstance. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your mighty power. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, pervading every area of our life in Jesus' name. No one area. God sees those areas that maybe other people don't see. But God is working in that situation, working in that circumstance, looking for a way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes the answers come from a direction you weren't even looking. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's keep praying. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, the power of God. Come on, let's keep praying. Let's reach our hands out and believe together. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says, do not forsake the gathering of believers. And we're gathering today and we're believing today with these people down the front. Our brothers and sisters, they're going to get freedom. They're going to get healing. They're going to get a miracle in their life. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's pray with them right now. Let's go to war against the devil. Come on. Let's go to war right now for these awesome people, these awesome lives down the front. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God, we pull down every stronghold. God, we pull down every argument. God, that, that holds itself up against the Word of God and what you've called for this awesome woman's life. In Jesus' name, thank you, Jesus. God, we speak to that situation and we tell it, Lord God, to come under the name of Jesus Christ. God, that every knee will bow and every tongue confess that you are Lord. That situation, in Jesus' name, is going to yield itself into the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Power of God, in Jesus' name. Power of God, in Jesus' name. Just everyone lift your hands right now. God, we love you, Lord. God, we thank you. God, that you have called us for such a time as this. And God, the circumstances, situations, and the things we're yet to face, God, that we would see you glorified in our life and in the lives of everyone in this house, in Jesus' name. And God, we give you praise and all the glory for what you've done in our life and what you're about to do. In your mighty name we pray. And we all said, come on, we all said, amen. amen.